Also, how funny is it, you guys, when that five, four, when the countdown goes on, it, I always used to be like so nervous. Like I didn't prepare or just have like a brief that I was following or didn't know the guest. I'm like, I literally worked with the person for five years on down. Like it hits zero. This is the Other People Podcast with Paula Hathaway and Ray Reed. Jessica yes. Zor, thank you for joining us today on the Other People Podcast. And Aww, we had, me. yeah, thank you. So um, let's see, actor, daughter, mother, sister, model, philanthropist. Aww. What else? What, what else? did we miss? What did we what are we missing here? Oh my gosh, you guys are so sweet and so Pod nice. host. Um, and so yeah. also <laughs> podcast. Podcast yeah. in the tech world. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tech oh enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. That is that's like really um when you were listing that off, I'm like, oh yeah, I am a you know, I am a mom, I am a daughter, I am a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are important things. Yeah. They're really what kind of shape have shaped me to be who I am today. Um and obviously, Paula, you know how close my my family's like very close. Um yes. And it's just kind of like what warms my heart and really what kind of was the hardest thing to do to like leave Wisconsin and go after this dream, but also was like such a weird dream to go after because it didn't really make sense to me to like leave your family and not go to school and go try to be an actor. And then I got to LA and realized there's millions of people trying to do that. And it's a real wild thing because the thing that was hardest to leave was also the biggest thing of, of form of support and you kind of like pushing me to go after it. So it was, it was like kind of a bittersweet because I was like, didn't want to leave everyone, but they were also like so supportive and were like, go after what you want. And home's yeah. always going to be here. Um, to uh, I guess I'm jumping right in it all, but um, yeah, yeah. to say <laughs> all of that really like warms my heart and kind of just gave me goosebumps because um all of that is just shaped me into be like the mother I am today and the actor that I am. And, and now it's like kind of interesting because I used to, you know, reading every script or whether it's film or television or then becoming a podcast, podcast host. Um, it, everything has kind of shifted now that I'm a mom. Like now I'm like looking at mm-hmm. miniseries more than, you know, a six year contract somewhere else because <laughs> sure. it shifts yeah. where you want to be with your family and your kids. And, um, and I just, Five years ago, if you would have asked me if that's how it would be, I'd have been like, no, I'm going to take a job anywhere that's a good written script with a great filmmaker or, you know, a great cast. And obviously all of that still matters to me, but it definitely has shifted for me in the sense of like, I'm like, just let me know what's filming here and this time of year. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the biggest so- role for me right now is, is really being a mom because it's also so new and and the best, yeah. best role yeah. um, I've had yet. So. That's yeah. a pretty good role. That's a pretty good role. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, so you were 17 when you went to LA? I and your was. mom, did she move with you? So my first my first day of my senior year of high school, I went and you know, um, in Wisconsin, you go to like your your homeroom mm-hmm. and you get your, you know, your schedule for the semester. And I remember looking at it and it was like my classes and this and in my mind that then the bell rang and the teacher said, here's the first day of the rest of your life, kind of, because that's it's your senior year and then you're off to the real world, you know, what they say. Mm-hmm. And I remember just playing that that like quote in my head over and over when I walked into the hall and I'm like, that this can't be what this can't be it for me. This is, this can't be what, so I, instead of going to my second period class, I went to the <laughs> guidance counselor and I said, I want to take all my credits for semester and I want to graduate at semester. And mm-hmm. I played soccer and I remember him looking across the desk and he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I just think I need to go to LA. There was an agent when I was 14 that had told my parents come to LA, but we couldn't afford to do that. And we had other kids and that whole thing. So, so I'm like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to go for the six months so that I don't miss that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Although I'm, when I look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like I hadn't talked mm-hmm. to the agent in five years or since I was 14, I'm now 17, three years. Sorry. <laughs> thing I didn't get into math. Eh? Um, <laughs> and then, um, 
I went home from school and I talked to my parents and I said, Hey, I'm going to just take all my credits. And I think I'm going to go, hopefully that agent will still work with me. And my mom's like, what? Oh, if that's what is going to make you happy. And so I went and she came with me for the first two weeks and then okay. I dropped her off. And I remember riding in my maximum, the 101 in LA and, and I felt like free. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, what am I doing? I miss my family. And oh, man. that's a big culture well, shock. Well, so you, so then you started acting at a, at a young age then. Um, yeah, right? How old were so you when you got like when, your first role? Um, when I was, so I modeled growing up in Wisconsin, like Kohl's <laughs> department store, like shot in Milwaukee. And then I would work. Packers in, um, hats and stuff. Yeah. The latest cheese. And all like the flannels and yeah. And then there was like, gosh, gosh, gosh. And then I started. <laughs> Wait, no, you're serious. Never mind. Sorry. I'm like laughing. <laughs> I was mostly Pendleton and Oshkosh and, oh wait, no, that's true. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Uh, no, it's, and then uh, I started working in Chicago when I was like ten, and then that's when they were like, "You guys should come to LA for pilot." Did you season. just hear the Wisconsin come out there? Oh when yeah, she oh, said she, it. When she it. said oh, Chicago. Yeah. Chicago <laughs> went into yeah, like that north, <laughs> the northwestern like oh. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, no, I, it's I'll, such a. I'll thick keep accent. interrupting. I can't help it. No, um, you're all good. <laughs> um, and then. So they, at one point, I think I booked a commercial and that's when the agent was like, you guys should really go to LA. Like she's really good in front of the camera, but it was not something where I'd taken like an acting class or had any like idea of really what that world is. But then when I did go and I stayed, I took a class with Howard Fine and oh, really like breaking nice. down a script and telling a story and getting into character felt it it moved me in a way and made my heart feel and smile in a certain way where I'm like that's what I want to do I want to tell stories like that I want to like make someone feel something I want to feel something I want to learn I want something when people watch they're getting something from it whether it's a lesson or recognizing something in yourself because you're watching this film or or, or show and that's what changed me when I did the acting class because you can't just go and be like I want to be an actor and I'm just going to like Go, I didn't even know what a mark was when I just booked my first it. job to answer your question. <laughs> yeah. It was my way Wait, what kids, is it? And mark? I didn't know. Yeah, what, what is a mark? Is. Mark is when, um, so you'll do a rehearsal and you'll act out a scene. Then let's say it's me and, and Ray and Paula. And we're telling Ray that the love of his life stopped by and, and wants to take him on a date. And it's you and I telling him that. But we'll rehearse it and kind of feel out like, okay, I think I would say it here. And you, you run the lines. And then there's someone in the crew that will mark where you're saying them. And then every time you have your line, you have to hit that mark and say the line. Every time because Got it's it. where the cameras and the angles. Got it. So it's oh. not just like getting into character and saying what how my character would say right. it to yours. It's, it's a dance. technical stuff. And the and steps, all. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. So wow. I didn't even know what a mark was when I first booked my first job. And I literally thought and they were now... going to fire me on the spot. And now <laughs> everyone does. But I was nervous. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And now we all know what yeah. Mark is. Yeah. I didn't know what that Sweet. was either. I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> Bye. Ray's like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I got now this. I know. I got this. I'm I'm a niche, a niche character, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't figured it out. No. So what was your know. what is uh your first like gig that you got? What was it? It was which is wild because I always liked Martin Lawrence growing up, the show Martin. Oh, yeah. And it was with Damn, Tisha Campbell yeah. and David Waynes, who's one, obviously one of the Wayne brothers. And yeah. it was like a five and under, like five lines or less. I played like the, the prom DJ. Um, and it was a show called My Wife and Kids. And then I booked that. And I remember working um, – like the Waynes brothers are all super close. So Marlon Waynes happened to be on set while we were filming. And he was like, oh, my brother told me like you're new – New to LA, I said, yeah, I've been here for you know a couple, couple weeks. <laughs> Very new. I miss my family a lot, and uh, I said, but I'm, I go back at the end of the um, when because I was planning, which is kind of weird, and I think also I learned something from this because I think that when you give yourself, I think it's nice to have options or a plan, but I also think sometimes that's it's a way that if you think you failed, to kind of have like a backup so that you feel like you didn't fail. So in a way, like in my mind, I think I was telling myself, I'm going to go back when I would have graduated the second semester of my senior year and just go to school like when I was going to anyway. And I think I told myself that so that if something didn't go a certain way, I didn't fail. 
And when I look back at that, it's like a security thing, but it's also not really because when you love something and you give it your all, you take, you don't take no for an answer. So you just keep going through it. So in my mind, I was going back, but I never ended up going, but I think I was saying it like, I didn't really have a plane ticket. I didn't really, my lease was going longer than that anyway, but I would be like, oh yeah, I'm just going. That's what I was telling people. I'm going back like when I, you know, and I'll start college when I would have started with my whole grade. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just never did. I say, but I remember telling Marlon that. And he said, what girl? I've been out here for 20 years. You think you're going to stay here for six months and shit's going to happen? And I was like dying because he's obviously Marlon Wayans is funny and just yeah. his, you know, his whole like energy. Yeah. He said, you can't stay here for, you got to give it longer than that girl. And I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, we'll see what that is. And it was really nice coming from someone who was very successful and really knew the yeah. industry and grew up in it and, and all that. But I, and then I ended up staying, but I really, if there's something I wish in my mind instead just owning it like I am here and I am going to stay and I'm going to do this instead of like just in case it does like who who did I I didn't have shit to prove to anybody but myself <laughs> yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah but so, maybe that yeah. helped because it it tempered you you know as opposed to everyone coming and going no 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 I'm I'm here I'm making it and yeah, uh, oh maybe like, <laughs> yeah they're like they're like well that's refreshing she's just here to hang out for this one I was like, that's I'm going it. back in six yeah. months I've got, yeah. yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm missing that Wisconsin. I'm going yeah. to cruise back. And how about they were my agent right away? The, the, it, I ended up working with that same agent. He was like, mm. you have to get rid of that accent. So I had to go to a dialect <laughs> coach. I need to work out. Oh, oh that's man. amazing. I had to go to a dialect how, coach. And I would, at any time, Paula, I would be on my way to like a set or <laughs> an audition or something. I would sit, call, I would be like, mom, I can't talk to you because it comes out yeah. real thick. Oh no, mom, are you kidding me? Like Bobby's world. Oh you my God, that? Bobby's oh, world. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we used yes. to do that all the time. Oh, Bobby. Like, oh, I can't even oh, do it right, but. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can do a, I, oh, I can do a God. solid impersonation of your Don't brother. You know. oh, hold on, hold on. Oh God, guys, guys, wait, what's he say? Paula, Paula, Paula. Oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, he, his. <laughs> His is thick oh God, too at times. It's just it's thick and it's deep. It's deep. <laughs> he's got a good yeah. he's got a good voice. Good voice. Yeah. yeah. Like Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, is that funny? Well, uh, yeah, that's probably a thing for a lot of people though that ha- that come into acting and they have to lose whatever accent accent that they have, and that's got to be really hard because clearly you've been talking like that your that's all most you know. your life. Yeah, like something I'm like I didn't know I might act. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because it's so like everything's drawn out and it is so specific, like now mm-hmm. when I go back or when I do get on the phone with someone from my home, I'm like, Holy, did I sound like that? Because that's, that's a thick ass accent. Yeah. Um, but it's funny cause I got to the dialect coach, I get to the door and this woman opens and she's like, Hey, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm uh, here for an appointment. She's like, well, I have an appointment at whatever the time was noon or one. Um, and I don't have that was all I had for the day. I'm like, well, I'm Jessica. I'm, I'm your 12 o'clock. And she's like, you're Jessica, the Wisconsin accent. And I said, yeah. And she's like, this is, you're not what I pictured. And that like kind of scarred me. Cause I'm like, well, what, mm-hmm. what did you picture? Like what, who, yeah, what, who, what, what am I supposed, supposed to look, to look like? like? What am I supposed to sound like? You know what I mean? I'm like, what? So I was off to a bad start in LA. I'm like, I miss my mom. This person's telling me I don't look like what I look like and sound yeah. like <laughs> my agent's telling me yeah. I got to change my whole accent. I'm like, where am Dang. I? <laughs> where do I fit in? That's where, so yeah. Where, what am I doing here? <laughs> well, clearly you ended up finding your place and yeah. you've been in what, like over 20 different movies, 20 plus movies or something. And like 20 TV <laughs> shows terrible, or something. We're terrible at counting. So, well, yeah. oh, I, I tried to count. We, we expect you to know this. Yeah, you're supposed to I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's funny. I, I mean, maybe it is that. I, I'm, not, I'm honestly not quite sure, but that sounds crazy, but also it's, great. I, I, yeah, I did a little research. Maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> no, that's what I, said. I, you, you might be, because I also feel like I'm like, wow, was I? have I been in L.A. for that long? But I, I guess, yeah, <laughs> I went right around 03, and then we did Gossip Girl in New York for the five years, and then back and then a lot of stuff filmed in Atlanta. That was the other thing. Then I was booking, I, I was shooting everywhere else but LA, which was quite interesting too. But um, did you guys yes, shoot a lot I in New York for that? 
we did we did all of gossip from new york i think in okay, the beginning okay. they were trying they they cons- they talked about doing it in la and i and josh and stephanie the creators um were like you can't get like new york's a character in the in this show mm-hmm. like it has to be shot there and really when i look back at it and i just started watching it really fully for the first time when i was doing xoxo um the podcast that must be really interesting watching. to do it right? was very and it was very interesting because it's so so many years later so to like be kind of removed and now i'm a mom so i'm looking at it in a different lens <laughs> and like you know my ex boyfriend it was one of the characters on there who's still a dear friend of mine so to like to watch i'm like oh my god i i like didn't even see all i don't even remember him like having these scenes where he was like hooking up with every girl that walked on screen on our show. I'm like, <laughs> and people used to be like, when these girls come and, and, you know, work with Chuck Bass as the character on the show, how is that mm-hmm. for you? And I'm like, it is what it is. It's our job. But now when I'm watching, I'm like, no wonder everyone was asking because he was literally like hooking up with each, every character that came on. <laughs> but um, it was like interesting to go back and, and watch just because of um, that show just really kind of changed a lot for all of us, like not just careers, mm-hmm. but our lifestyle. And it was like at a different time where like social media wasn't at all what it is today. And it was a show about a blog yeah. before blogs really existed. Yeah. So right. that was all interesting. Um, and then it was also right, right before, I don't know if you know this story, Paula, I'm sure you, I don't, you for sure don't Ray, but I'll share it with you right before. Here's the thing in, in our, in my industry, in entertainment. And I'm sh- sure it's maybe that way in, in a lot of different, you know, paths or, or careers. Um, it can be up and down. You can be on a hit show and then you can really want to get certain roles that aren't going your way or you're getting offered roles that you're overplaying, like that you're like, okay, I've played the girl, the artsy girl from Brooklyn that you maybe don't, you want to like retire that, you know, yeah. that kind of character that you've done. So right before Gossip Girl, I had, you know, booked these things. And don't, when I say that, there's also many, many auditions I didn't get, many jobs that didn't go my way. But right before I was having a really hard time, I'm like, if one of these pilots don't get picked up or one of these shows don't hit, like I got, I'm moving home. I was literally Back to ready Wisconsin. To you said I it was. again. <laughs> just literally on my a hit mom. show and just <laughs> going back yeah, to Wisconsin pretty soon. I literally was. We came and my mom came to move me back and we ended up going to dinner. She ended uh, up talking to, and I'm only name dropping this because it's, it only helps with the story and actually like mm-hmm. also someone who was, is an Oscar winner and brilliant and been in the industry for so long. Jamie Foxx and my mom, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know we were all going to this dinner, go to dinner and they basically said, I'm like, what are we doing? And how are we here? Like, where are you guys, you guys talked? And basically my mom and Jamie are like, you are not going home. We're not letting you go home. And I'm like, well, I am because I'm homesick and I'm over this industry and I feel like I don't have real friends and I'm going home. And they're like, we really think you need to stick it out. You know what? It's easy. It's the, it, the easier thing to do is just go home because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's harder to stick it out yep. here. And don't tell me something's hard because then I'm going to do it. No. So I stayed. <laughs> and a week later, yeah, I um was flying or maybe it was probably more like two and a half weeks later, I was flying to New York to do three episodes of Gossip Girl. And then on the third or fourth episode, they asked me to be a series regular. So That's can awesome. you imagine yeah. had I moved home? <laughs> oh, yeah, you would have ruined yeah, no that. Kidding. So thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that so she I was talking. Right when yeah, she made so it cool. hard, just keep pushing. You know what I mean? Like it, it was yeah. that one yeah. little, yeah. little thing of like, just What's stick the, with it. Digging for gold and you don't know what's yeah. right on the other side. There. Yeah. Taking the leap mm-hmm. and just seeing what happens instead of giving yeah. up and going home. And that's yeah. a big part of like the podcast is just like people that actually just did it. And instead you know. of like giving up and like, you never know what you're going to do and look at, you yeah. know, and a you lot know of easy it. paths. There's a lot of easy. Yeah. Paths. And yeah. I also feel like that would have haunted me forever. I'd have been oh, like, yeah. what mm-hmm. if I would have just stayed one more month and the yep. what ifs could go on for forever. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, stick it, stick it out. And, and then, yep. and here's the other thing. I have a lot of friends still to this day who like were in my acting class and like, or like, I still don't have an agent, but I'm going to keep pushing. And I give them a lot of credit because it's been years. But it's also like at one point, one friend's like, I'm going to give it until, you know, 2022. But I'm like, but why? 
because then you're putting an end date on yeah. all of this hard yeah. work that you put in. Yeah, it could and be then, 2023 when you finally get right. It. And then you know what? I almost feel like that affects up until that point the way you're doing everything else because you're almost going to settle in for something that's right. is going to end there because you put a period there. So exactly. now instead of going and expressing yourself and being in the moment and doing all this, you've kind of like covered it a little bit. You know what I mean? Am mm-hmm. I making sense? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's 100%. Well, like, like, yeah. You're not actually fully giving what you could give yeah. because you know there's an end date there. Yeah, there's mentally date, you're kind of giving up. Well, and who, yeah. I mean, look and, at- And look if at, you're giving uh, up then, you're giving up a little bit before because you're preparing yourself yeah. to be done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Yeah. No, that's true. See, people do that in all things. Like they will check out in relationships, things like that. And you like you can pinpoint like, oh, that that's when the effort stops. You right. know? Yeah. Right. It's and like kind of goes work, into everything. Yeah, works in with your work. Life. You give two weeks notice. You gonna stay? No. Yeah. Right. Have you ever given two weeks notice? (laughs) Two weeks notice isn't two weeks. No. You're done then. You're done the second you say it. That's fucking Friday, bro. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. But can I ask you guys a question? Do you feel like in life, like the pressure of just like you graduate high school, and because it's like quote unquote, you're going into the real world, whether it's school for you or art school or to go be an actor, theater, like or a musician, do you feel like like the society and the world we live in makes you feel like you have to have all these answers? So it's like mm-hmm. very stressful because I do. I feel like yeah, at 18, because, someone has yeah. to decide this like huge life thing. I'm like, you, we don't even like I at 18, I had friends that didn't even know how to do laundry and they're supposed yeah. to tell you, by the yeah. way, or 100%. don't even know how to fa- file for taxes, but yet you want them to make a decision <laughs> to eventually be able to support a family if that's what they choose or to support yeah. themselves or to pay taxes. But you want them to all of a sudden, like, and when I say you want them, it just kind of feels like that's like the protocol. Or to, of know, like, your, hey. or to know your life yeah. path. Like, well, yeah, nobody knows. Like, I mean, I'm going to go to college for this. I'm going to go I, get right. debt. That's, what, well, that's why this. so many people drop out of college or whatever yeah. or pick, you know, yeah. something to major in that they're like, oh, I didn't even like that. Like, I just had to choose something. And now I owe $80,000 in school loans. And Everyone should be a marine biologist if it was, <laughs> you know, every single person <laughs> that I went to high school with. Yeah, everybody. But, but no, I think it's it's a very valid thing because nobody knows. Just because you're 18 yeah. doesn't mean you're an adult and you got it all figured out. No, because I know a lot of 35-year-olds that don't. And and, yeah, and by yeah. the way, I have no problem with people going to school. It, it's whatever you mm-hmm. feel you got to do. A hundred percent. But I just also people. think some people feel like that's the next move and they have to, and it's not. And yeah. and that's, I think people really, Yeah. I was so excited to do this podcast with you guys because I think if anyone listening wants to take something, it's there. no one is right or wrong in what you want to do. You can only mm-hmm. tell yourself what feels right in your heart and what you want to give back and do. But- to feel like you have to prove yourself or you have to go here because that's the right or the mm-hmm. next step or the real world. That's not, it's, it's just going to be harder in the it's long run. It's a lot run. of pressure. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of pressure, pressure. to perform for who. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, it's, it's this, you know, it's that storyline that if you haven't done this by this age, you're, oh, yeah. you know, you're, what like a loser or, yeah, or whatever you better you're be like, married by a certain age you, you better yeah. be having kids by this mm-hmm. age or you right. know you better be it's like come on like everybody's different and, and i think that should be celebrated yeah i do too i also and i don't know if that is just how what how do i articulate this this is actually like so brad brad retired this year and mm-hmm. he's played professional hockey for 17 years. He's he's won a Stanley Cup. He's played on several he's a beast, teams. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. He's a beast. So by his the way. his wife is a huge. My wife's Canadian too. She's yeah. Canadian. Oh. She's a huge hockey fan, and she. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, super, where in Canada is she from? She's from Vancouver. Vancouver. So okay. yeah. he was he a, a Canuck. Uh-huh. I know. I was like yeah. him, and she was like, "Oh my god." Oh my god! Go yeah. <laughs> my son, my son's got dual citizenship. I'm pretty proud. Oh wait, yeah. okay, that'll be both. Okay, cool. I love that. Yeah. Aw, do you have one little boy? I have a I have a little boy, and then I have a daughter that's uh, ten years old. Ten and three. ten and three. Yeah. Oh, cute. Three. That's it. We have well, my stepdaughter's seven, and boy's two, oh. and that like five and a half year. It's like a good age gap. I feel like. Oh man, it's like we, a little protector. We just got wide on skates like a couple months ago too. Like it was so cute, it was so fun. Oh my god, that's <laughs> like, so cute. So pumped. Now, does he have a favorite team? 
Him? No, Wyatt. He's three. He's not, but uh, me and Kim. Kim likes the Oilers. All right, yeah, okay. she likes the Edmonton. Oilers. Wow. I know. I know. Because well, he played for Calgary. Doesn't make any, doesn't make yeah, any sense. Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. So we also have a good friend that lives in Calgary. That's yeah. right. So yeah. So yeah, we have all the yeah. Canadian friends. Yeah. But yeah. I, I play. I started playing hockey when I was thirty, which was probably like the worst idea for my bones. But like, it's, but are you it, Canadian? It's addicting. No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I make. I make zero sense. I was like, I put a map and I'm like, I'm marrying Canadian. I'm playing hockey. Well, by the way, <laughs> but I'm staying should, in San Diego. <laughs> I should have known that because if you were for Canadian, you start at three, like Wyatt. Yeah, you don't start at thirty. Mm. That's yeah. like very like. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've already been. Already been there. Yeah. 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 But, no, but I skated I was, like a three year old. Yeah. Well, what were you That's saying hard. about Brad? What I was going to say, like, so here's someone who's accomplished a lot. It's his favorite thing. He loves hockey more than anything. He knows this more the sport so well, um, and he's accomplished a lot. I mean, there's records he's broke. There's, you know, there's. It's just he's had a really great career, and it's so wild. And there's nothing wrong with this, but we've had this conversation so many times, and we're like going to bed or having a glass of wine. Or, it's so funny how, cause I said, when you, when you were just give it a couple months, like give your body a break, like mentally think about what you want to do. Like, is it something? In, and he can only tell himself that, like whether it is something with hockey or other passions he has and, and things like that. But it's so wild how the first question, whether it's someone who knows us or doesn't know us, well, what's next? And in my mind, I said one day to Brad, I said, it's so crazy. Cause you've achieved more than a lot of people could. And, and you haven't even had like one month to comprehend or maybe even understand, wow, I have to put, I'm wrapping, you know, I'm tying my skate, skates up and yeah. people want to know what is your next thing. I'm like, it's, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm like, yo, it, it's wild. Like, give, give me a moment. Just congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, like, good oh, job. I'm like, let him breathe, dude. Yeah. You know take, I mean? a, sure. take a year, take five yeah. years. And I'm thinking out. it's still like if someone, you know, leaves an office job, you know, you're like, well, I don't know. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I no. feel for him because I'm like, you don't have to have an answer. You're judged by output. So yeah. Yeah, dude, he's already done you plenty. You don't need to keep, keep going yeah. and proving anything and to anybody. A, he, he handles it fine. I honestly think if I wouldn't even be like, I don't even think he would think twice about it, but it's because it comes up. So people are like, Oh, so what's next? I'm like, nothing let him chill <laughs> i just start naming other sports yeah, <laughs> yeah. football Baseball. football for sure yeah. no let uh, him chill he deserves it yeah oh my god okay i hate to say it but what's next for you i had to bring it yeah. up since we're talking yeah about no that's that a okay. good segue so um it's been so interesting because i've been reading a ton of scripts lately um i was just attached to a film that films over in europe that i'm not quite sure if it's going to fully come together and how much i can can or cannot say but um I'm also working on something that we're very close to, to starting. We're a little bit, I don't know if I guess if you call it in our world, like pre-production, but kind of in a way, but something in the podcast world um, okay. that's um, not at all like XOXO. It's more of like a scripted kind of docu situation. And I oh, neat. can't really say more on here, nope. but like if we You're get good. off, I, I can. <laughs> that's awesome. All good. But that's been really fun. And it's it's also too like, and I don't know if you find this in, in what with, with at least in the podcast world, because it's more kind of in line with like entertainment stuff, but um, like, it's not just like auditioning now and like, you know, do playing a role in this show or a film. Like now it's like everyone's writing their own thing and then they're producing their own thing. So it's like, everyone's wearing more hats and now it's becoming more of like almost what you have to do to like get things made and get things going. Not fully but it's like really that's changed a lot, which I also think the pandemic kind of put the gas pedal down on that because people were home yeah. and all these creative things were going on. Um, and I also feel like that also got people, you know, writing more and doing things. So it's interesting because I think it's super fun and awesome, but it's just a different, you know, before it was like you were reading so many scripts and trying to do it. And hopefully, you know, you produce something one day or, you know, but it's it's a real crazy thing now because now everyone is wearing like so many hats and I'm like yeah. okay. oh but if you want to do something you do it right but then and, also and, then, yeah. and I like that for sure yeah. it's cool but there's also a lot more risk because it's just okay now I got to do it and then put it out there and see how it how it yeah float. and now you, it's like fully like with you and and it becomes like your babies and stuff it's not it's not someone else's baby when you're 
this mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle. Now it's like a little bit more of the puzzle and making it moving and going. And it's super interesting, like working with Seth on the Orville, McFarlane, who like wears so many hats from, you know, which even still, like we were filming that and he would be doing all the voices on Family Guy, you know, oh, that so week crazy. while he wrote our episodes, directed every other episode. Wow starred in the show with us and I'm like I'm literally just trying to learn my lines and be on this spaceship with you and go home and like breastfeed my daughter and you have to like rewrite this scene go be like you know your four characters five characters on Family Guy go to the table read meanwhile he's writing Ted the TV show I'm like you're stressing me out and he's like it's incredible but he was wearing all those hats well before the pandemic I just think the pandemic really got people like we're yeah. going to do it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah, it was like a, holy shit, the world, I don't know what's happening. We all need to figure something else out if if this isn't working. So what else can we do? And yeah, it was a wild, wild time. There was a lot of like silver linings though, I think that came I from agree. That. So a lot of crap, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. For sure. And now, is the like Orville, is, sorry to interrupt you. Is the Orville still going? Are you guys still? Uh, so season three just well, not just a couple months ago, just wrapped. And I feel like now Seth is waiting to see if we will do another one, but I, I, it no longer is on Fox. It was on Fox somewhere on Hulu. So I don't know what's going on between like the Disney Hulu of it all. Um, I know that Seth, it's like his baby and he really loves it and we all love it very much. So I think we'll just have to cross that bridge when we get there. It's just, it's a very, very expensive show to make because mm-hmm. each episode's like mini movies. So like the yeah. post and pre-production is wildly expensive mm-hmm. um and it's not like you know when we do an episode of gossip girl or like shameless it's like eight or nine days an episode where these were taking like a couple weeks to a month for an episode which is is a really long time mm-hmm. um but why i love it and not only because he's amazing in the cast but like the storytelling of of it is like current events and current issues that are going on that he we can like tackle without fully like saying you're mm-hmm. saying what it like one of the one of the one of the episodes is um the Mocklins on that planet you males can only like males mm-hmm. and then one of the males falls in love with my character and I don't understand I'm like why if you love someone you just love them and he's like I will right. be like my planet won't accept me to like women and I'm like I don't what is you know I so I like the way he does certain things his right. mind is like <laughs> I'm like, well, where be fun, do you come up with Yeah, that's amazing, though. <laughs> do you so find yourself I like, like it because it, it tackles things and 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 we're in space, so we also I think can really tackle it and, and have this like space lingo without you know saying it or if yeah. that means, Wait, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, exactly, you're not offending anyone. Like you're just yeah, you can be as political about, as you want. <laughs> yeah, political things. Yeah, without, and I like, like it because it's a lot of things where I'm like, I wish people could just look at it this way. Maybe you know if someone watches this episode that wouldn't accept this, this, or this, maybe they can now see it from a different lens or in someone else's shoes a little bit because it is an alien on a planet (laughs) talking about like this or being addicted to smoking cigarettes or one of the, one of the episodes they're addicted to porn. Like it's just like really, (laughs) it sounds ridiculous, but it's when you watch it and it's, there's like, it's grounded in a way too. So it kind of like pulls you in and then you're like, whoa, like, but sometimes I'd get like, halfway through the script, I'm like, where in the fuck is this going? And then I get to the end and I'm like crying and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, they do one where there's someone, it like doesn't feel good in their skin of what sex they are. And there's a whole like, it's like so beautiful and so where you feel for if someone is going through that, you know what I mean? Like in just the way the story's told in our, in our, on our show was like how he came about it and did it. And, and he like tied it in from the first season which you would have never known it was coming that far. You know what I mean? I'm like, were you mm-hmm. thinking about that when you wrote? And he's like, I'm like, it's just crazy. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. People that write like that is amazing. I don't know I how mean, they gift. tie it all around. Yeah. I don't know. That's got to be uh, one thing like um, that's, that's fun when you're in that kind of industry is you're probably surrounded by so many people that you look up to and then, they're probably looking up to you in, in, in different ways too. And like, that's gotta, I mean, it, it's gotta be so, I don't know. You've been in, in like you different genres that are, that are all kind of equally like, and I would say like 
culturally like important and and to to people at different points in their lives and i mean like especially like the orville you've got it's this odd mix of of like star trek but then comedy and it's just and then and then that from like gossip girl and shameless and it's these are like even yeah. in some rocks here yeah like <laughs> these are foundational things yeah. for for a lot of I people love shameless i and, love yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and that too, like just the way that was like that, that cast is like such a family and you feel like that going on to it. And I knew a couple of them from before they did the pilot. So it was like kind of interesting to come on in season eight. Um, but two, yeah, it's, and that, and that was, yeah, that was wild. This dysfunctional family that loves each other so much with a dad that just literally can't get it right. And you know, what's <laughs> so crazy when you watch, like, cause when I obviously went to watch some of it before I went to film and like Frank, he, he, I'm like, on paper, you're the worst piece of shit father, <laughs> an alcoholic, yeah. degenerate that you would never like if it was your next door neighbor, like want to associate with and feel horrible for the kids. And then, but there's something about how Frank played that or how mm-hmm. um, William mm-hmm. H like played the, the way Bill like played him is, is um, he, he keeps you like, like him. I'm like the fact yeah. that you still having me like rooting for you. Yeah, like, no, it's true. You can't. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but um, but he's, and I don't know, he's so good at it. It's the innocence. When you say something like that, like <laughs> yeah, I just watched. They just had me send a scene for something. They wanted me to break something down, so I watched a scene with with Emmy and I, and it was funny because it, it it's I'm literally I play this lesbian in this like you know with this family from Chicago, and then just thinking about like with Seth like this alien who has like really yeah. had, like great powers because of the gravity of her her, her right. planet it's kind of really mm-hmm. weird to think about i don't know I, I until you just said that because you don't really do that sometimes you know with your work like you you're, mm-hmm. you're excited and you're in it but sometimes i'm like until you said that i'm like that is kind of weird because they're very different <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah very it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a broad jump it's so broad <laughs> <clears throat> well is there anything like looking back at your career, is there anything that you would have maybe done differently? Or do you feel like everything just kind of fell into place the way that it was supposed to? Um, I think I'm I, I feel like I don't have any regrets. Um we had we just we had a lot of fun living in New York. I think when I look back and then when I was just watching the show on the podcast rewatch, I think there's times I maybe when I like was in the moment, like, I don't think I was understanding as much what was going on. I was in my twenties. I was, you know, growing as a woman, growing as an actor on a show that hit in worldwide in a way that none of us one expected or two knew how to handle it. Yeah. Three, there was a few of us that were dating in real life. So trying to protect this relationship and keep it private enough so that it could stay healthy was was a real challenge and that's one thing when i look back at that with how much how much ed and i cared about each other i i feel like maybe at a moment like there was a time we tried protecting and hiding it so much that maybe we gave too much time to that like who really gives a shit so we love each Mm. other and but it was also such a new world to us and it wasn't there wasn't social media so it wasn't like we we were together just not posting photos. We were like, yeah. you know, walking Hiding. out. There's paparazzi, and they wanted to write about everything in our lives, and like, you know, so that that was also that was also very like scary and felt very violated. Like I always felt yeah. like you were being watched, and I know there was times like Nick would come visit, and he's like, I just I don't know how you're handling this because people would be hiding in bushes and behind garbage cans, and you That's never knew so if like wild. you got in the cab if it was a real cab driver if it was really the paparazzi. So that kind of stuff when I look back. I, I also feel like you can only protect so much, but you also have to live your life. And I think there was sometimes that my, the worry in me got the best of me where I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, if they get a photo of me walking out, what's the big deal? But it's right. more so it's not that it's more of like, it just, just feels it, it's the felt fear weird. of being ambushed at any yeah, moment. That yeah. you can't prepare yeah. for. And then when it happens, mm-hmm. it almost felt like it went so fast, everything that yeah. we, we were just like, you know, the next day after, you know, something aired, it was like, everyone needs to get a publicist. I'm like, what? Why do we need a publicist? Yeah. No one's doing anything wrong. And they're like, you need a publicist. Doesn't matter. You don't have to be doing something wrong. I'm like, oh, wow. I don't want to spend that, that much money. That much more money I would month. have PTSD. Yeah, right? How do you not have PTSD from that? Like, I don't know. That's, yeah. I never like thought about that. Yeah, like, never. 
Yeah, no one's jumping out at me. <laughs> yet. Nobody cares. Yet. They could still be hiding. <laughs> they could still be hiding. Us. They just haven't jumped out yet. But, but that would, pretty sure. That would be one thing where if I went back to tell my 23-year-old self, like, hey, it's not that big a deal. And it wasn't like I overdid it. I was always trying to be like, you know what? And that was another thing. I never wanted to read what people would write because even if there was 2,000 mm -hmm. good things, Oof. you would only really see the bad. And everyone has an opinion and not everyone's going to love you. And a lot of people connect you to your character. Yeah. There was, there was a, there was an interview that George Clooney said years ago, I think when he was like on ER, which is at that time, TV is like, like gossip. Well, that was years later, but 22 yeah. episodes, five or six seasons. So when you're in someone's living room for nine months out of the year, when people see you, they literally feel like they know mm -hmm. you. Like people will come up to me in the street and be like, Vanessa, why would you do that? I'm like, okay, two things. That's a show. <laughs> My yeah. name's not Vanessa, and that show is like is a written show that like so it's wild. But he said when you're in someone's living room and they feel like they know you, they mm -hmm. they feel like when they see you, they they have the right to come up and tell you certain things. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I get it. And in a way, I'm like it's so wild because it's literally on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would yeah. never ever ever do that. Like if I saw someone famous, I would probably be like cool and like walk away i wouldn't be oh. like yeah, people will come up i could never do like, that it's crazy my, yeah my yeah. grandma used I to watch soaps and like, she would I, hit you know what? I don't know why she did that i'm pissed she did it too like yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> dare you <laughs> yeah but i don't he, know he said something interesting in that where he was like so you you kind of these people feel like they know you and when you're walking down the street you know and it's and it's true they, they do but um that's one thing i wish i would have just been like not so worried, you know? Yeah. But you don't, you don't know that during like, the time. Oh, this is scary. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. I honestly can't imagine like being famous and having people do that. I, I don't know. I mean, there was yeah. a time you guys that they were, didn't want storylines to get out for Gossip Girl. So our scripts, the sides the night before, they would X out the lines. We would just see the characters. So it'd be like Dan. And then however many X's of, lines it would be Vanessa however many Nate so you would see like if your line was this big like three or four lines or if it was like this like a paragraph and I'd be like oh my god I have four paragraphs and I don't know what I'm saying because oh, they can't write it oh, no. and it, it wasn't like as much as emails now like obviously there were emails at that time but we would always get the things printed and and I think they probably didn't do the emails so that no one could mm -hmm. get into it sure. actually now that I think about it so that's how we'd, we'd get to set and then they would have to give us our lines there and I'm like this is crazy as for an artist I get what they were doing um and that happened just for a little bit didn't go long but because storylines were getting out so people were finding out and you guys we would have to wear jackets like if we'd go from our trailer to set we'd have to wear these big jackets so that paparazzi or fans couldn't get photos of what we were wearing because they'd be like oh Vanessa oh, has that on she's going to Serena's party and that would give up that like I'm going for whatever oh, I'm like the fat I'm like I read the scripts and I didn't even know that that's what's happening <laughs> People are, people the are insane. These fans knew the fans were very supportive and really loved it, which yeah. by the way, without that, we wouldn't have had a successful show. So we owe it to right. them for sure. But there were so many things that we would like loopholes and all these things that we'd have to learn. Our it was quite literally up. a show about people leaking stuff. And right. so it's, <laughs> like, about it's a yeah. show about that kind of too. So, so. there you go. It's wild. Yeah. Well, oh what God. is like, what's like one of the favorite, your favorite roles that you've ever done? Mm. Oshkosh. Oshkosh. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Surprise <laughs> kid Oshkosh Bagosh. I really like Tala on the Orville. Um, I just her like passion and her where what her like stance is and the the planet that she comes from and her views of life and and um just her job on the spaceship is just very fascinating to me, but it's also just, I think the tone of the show and what S Seth did with it is so fascinating to me that it's just so different than anything I've done. I thought Nessa on Shameless was really like interesting. It was super fun to have that banter with Emmy and, um, Vanessa was great too because she'll always have a special part in my heart because it just went on for five years. It was a role that really changed many things for me about me, like living in New York on top of doing that show, like just living in New York changes you as a person, let alone being, 
And the thing was, is every part about New York, I felt like everything wanted to be a part of the show. So whether it was a opening of an art gallery or a restaurant or, you know, Madonna at Madison Square Garden or some indie band in a Brooklyn bar, like everyone invited us to everything because they wanted some sort of part of the show. So I felt like yeah. New York had such arms open for us while we were there for five years. So not only did you like, grow as an artist, but as like a person in my 20s, I'm like, this is so beautiful and crazy. So Vanessa Abrams from Gossip Girl always have a special place just because of the amount of things that it did for me as a person and and as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so what about what – um, oh, you have a question? Yeah, what do you guys like – how like if like if Wyatt or your daughter were to come to you and say, "I want to go," I want to move. I'm only saying this because it's what I was going to ask you this same question. But go ahead and ask me. <laughs> I want to move to LA to be an actor. What, uh, I mean, what's your what's your how do you respond to that, or do you, you really know? Right well, away? so I I I had a mom that was probably more uh, pragmatic than then I think um, my mom just wanted us to have jobs and you work, figure out how to make enough money to pay rent. But poor Anita had like three jobs, you know, and she was a single mom and took care of us. So she was just trying to, you know, make sure that our bases were covered. She still doesn't know what me and, you know, what I do for, it's just (laughs) like, that sounds good. Okay. You're paying rent. We're fine. You're making money. But it's like, I was in, you know, punk rock bands and stuff. And she'd be like, maybe you should play blues or something, you know, like, cause then you can go work in this bar. And, uh, for me with, with my, with my daughter, uh, already, I'm just kind of, cause she's, she's like me and that she's just like, ah, I can, I can do anything or like thinks they can do anything. And I'm like, ah, we can do things. Okay. We need to like, <laughs> like let's temper it. But, but also it's, um, I want her to find the thing that that really works for her. And so if she's saying that she wants to do that, I'm all about it. I like, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% all about it. And I'm going to support because it's really, like you said, like your family is that safety net. And I wanted to make sure that she feels that, you know, like if you like jump, you know, it's still going to be scary when you do. And, but you're going to have some place to oh, live. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's that. And, you I, know, and you know what? I, I had friends growing up where like, if they didn't, go a certain path or go get into this certain school the way their parents did, they were like devastated. And I'm like, that is like, so yeah, not right to me. I yeah. tweet yeah. but like, because now this like passion of trying to work hard to get into this certain place because your parents mm-hmm. think that's right. Now it doesn't even feel like you're doing it for you. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's our life as much you yeah. know we want to be good supportive parents but at the end of the day when we're going to raise our kids you want it to be and i'm not saying you just throw anything against i i, I like yeah you i just feel like when you as a parent now being a parent especially seeing it i can't imagine being like boy if you don't do this this and this i'm going to be disappointed in you yeah that's actually i think uh, so wrong yeah and I unfortunately agree. it happens more than it doesn't yeah mm-hmm. and i what just, i try yeah sorry no, I fully. Oh agree. no, no! I'm sorry. I shouldn't cut you off. No, but what I try and what I try and tell Aurora all the time is like, I am going to be mad at you if you're not doing what Aurora wants to do. If you're living that's for right. me or for that's your mom, great. like that's that's the wrong way to go. That's yeah. the wrong way to go. Well, life right. is like it's so short. And I was just gonna say it's too short. It's and too no, there's short. no guarantees. So why do it for someone no. else? Exactly. Yeah. The only like, guarantee feel... you have is what you can do for you. And I don't yeah. mean that to yep. be selfish, but in ways you kind of have to at some point. But Well, you do. I mean, yeah. you really have to make that decision. Like, you didn't want to leave your family behind because you guys are super close. And, yeah. You know, but you also knew that that's what you wanted to do. So you took that leap. And thankfully, you know, you're, you know your mom is mm-hmm. super supportive and mm-hmm. also very amazing. And yeah. that's right. Yeah. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah. So, well, if the people you love love you too, they're going to support you. Yeah. You right. know, well, and that's it. That's it. Like, it's happy. that simple in life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you want and it's like, here's the other thing happy. too. It's, it's, it's my, my friend once was like, well, you have no plan, no nothing. I said, that's not always the case. I'm not meaning you don't have to like plan for something or work super hard or, or have something structured. You can still do it, but it's okay if something fucks up or it's okay if something mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. And trust me, there was times I wish I had my own advice that I'm saying right now 
to be like, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. The movie didn't go. Or it's okay. You didn't yeah. get this job. Um, it's so much easier sometimes to say it than when you're in it. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like at times, like you can plan a whole bunch of shit and have it all sorted, you think. And then one thing hip, hiccup goes and it throws everything off. Well, if you're so dialed in to this structured thing and one thing messes it, what are you going to do? You got to yeah. keep moving. Exactly. You got to yeah. keep it going. So it's not to say don't work hard and have it. That was one person's like, you can just live like that. I said, don't think I'm not like, I got plans, mm-hmm. but I just know what happens if it doesn't totally go that way. I'm not like so yeah. set on something. I'm okay with the change. Sometimes yeah. the change is better off for me later anyway. Like 100%. Now Yep. Like the the pilot I didn't get right before I got Gossip Girl, if I would have got that pilot that didn't get picked up, which it didn't, yeah. but I didn't get, my life would be very different. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I was crying when I didn't get that pilot. Oh my God, my life's over. I'm never going to work again. And then I went and yeah. was on, you know, a show that for that decade was probably the biggest show of one of the biggest yeah. shows of that decade and changed my life. And Absolutely. I got to meet some of my best friends and live in New York City. And even if the show didn't hit the way it did, Everything else around it was really beautiful for me. Yeah. Yeah. Making friends. Like who else gets there. to do that? Yeah. And having yeah, my you know? family was so close. They came to visit all the time. If anything, that was the best part about it. They were, you know, an hour and 20 minute flight away that I would have given just that for that, that time, not even the success yeah. of the show. So yeah. there, there's just times where, and I'm not, and again, sometimes when people are going through it, I'm like, it doesn't, you don't always have to be this positive patty where it's like, everything's like, sometimes it's like shitty. That was, that was shitty and it sucked and I'm pissed. And that's okay too. But then mm-hmm. you got to take that and put that energy into something that's going to help you grow and be better. Otherwise, 100%. we can all sit and complain all day long because it's super fucking yeah. easy to do that. That's it. You know, yeah. there's, I, I, 100%. You're like, shut that's up. True. That's- no, but we no. hate, no, I hate complaining. I, no, I, hate, I complain a lot too. I when I, I get caught up in it, I'm pissed at myself. I know. And yeah. I get so mad, but I, I really like what you just said was really important because how many times are we going to be disappointed and not get things? And then, you know, some people just sit in that and they never get out of it, but it's like, you just have to keep going. You got to look, okay, this didn't work out because something else is supposed to happen for me. I don't know when. Just because it's not what you plan doesn't mean it ain't right. A lot of times it doesn't go the way we planned and it ends up being better. It just might not be the next day. And that's the hardest thing in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We want things right now. As much as we can be patient, we're not. But that's a big part of it. Like it may be six months later and then it all makes sense. And that's what I always say. My friend's going through a breakup right now. I'm like, listen, it's not going to make sense. But if it's done in six months when you meet your dude or you meet your person Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you you can then, this will make sense. It's not going to know. Your heart's going to hurt. It's going to be tough. But you're going to still have to get up and go, you know, get up each day. The sun's still going to be shining. We're going to laugh. I'm going to be pissed at him for breaking your heart. (laughs) But, like, we're going to get through it. And eventually this will make sense when, like, chips fall. But that's what I think we – it's really hard with work and all the things that we do in life is we want – when something crashes or doesn't work the way we thought, we want the next thing right away. And sometimes Mm -hmm. if we get it right away, maybe we're not ready. And then we've now we've yeah. now we have two things we're trying to fucking figure out. So I think sure. a lot of times that's what we got to remind ourselves is that it's not like when one thing closes and another door is going to open, but it doesn't mean it's it's opening as that same day. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Have some patience. I, mean, I know that's even. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a year. Wow, I feel really like motivated about this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Let's go. This is great. No, it's awesome. <laughs> The Wisconsin started coming out. She's <laughs> dropping truth bombs. I and, love uh, it. No, but that's but just, that's you know, there's, yeah. There's so many so stories true. like that. Like I remember um, a friend of mine in Breaking Bad, and I remember a story. We went to like the series finale of it in New York, and the guy who created the show got up and was talking about how when he was pitching this story about a high school teacher becoming like. A drug yeah. dealing, like dealing meth. Everyone yeah. at all the studios were like, "What are you talking about? Like that makes zero sense. Like no network's gonna buy this." Like he, everyone told them no, so they like shelved it. Blah blah blah. And AMC, when you look back, you guys, AMC really wasn't a network, really. Like maybe yeah. maybe Mad Men had been on it, but that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. And then they took the chance on a teacher who was going to be making meth with a student yeah. on Malcolm's dad. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> like Malcolm's dad, that's right. Come on. 
I was like, what is going uh, on? I love that. Side and digression, though. Look at his IMDb. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, say yeah. that again? Nuts. I said, oh, side note, if you've ever seen his IMDb, it's out of control. Oh. Dude's on, like, Love Boat and, like, everything. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He was, I was just watching Seinfeld. I'm like, he's in this, too? Although a lot yeah. of people were in Seinfeld. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people were in the, such a great show. But you know what uh, I'm saying? So Can you imagine yes. the frustration and the the how much that probably someone who's trying to make that show when you're told no across the board from so many mm-hmm. people? Now I don't know exactly how many networks, but I know it was more than a couple. It had to be. Yeah. It and then it was be. insanely like popular. It's not happen. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. probably they were probably like, you do math. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, okay, pal. All right. All right. Oh okay. My God. But yeah, I mean that went on to be like such a huge hit and Yeah. I mean, one of my coworkers is like watch rewatching the whole thing right now. Oh, I mean, I would do it so good. I yeah. just remember they're doing commercials for pop chips. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, come on. It's so true. It's so. But funny. I just remember, yeah, him getting up at the end, and it was like kind of it was a bittersweet thing too, because it was the finale of the series, and when he got up and kind of told that story to kind of go back through, you know, like where it started. I remember, like again, that was one of those feelings where I'm like, I'm like so happy for this guy right now, and, and he's not even the person I know. I'm it was an actor that was in the show, but looking at him thinking like the struggle of like trying to bring words to life and get it made and have actors and, you know, a studio behind you that you believe in and to push it out, to find an audience that connects to it and loves it. And then it hits the way it does. I'm like, I was so happy for this stranger Mm -hmm. in a way like um, that it works for him because that has to be very discouraging in a way too, when you're, told no was something that you mm-hmm. love it's it's that's Absolutely. hard but again he didn't give up and he kept going and i think yeah. i think that's rad it's super important to cheerlead other people around us like mm-hmm. and especially in like your career and things when you're in something so competitive i think that's important yeah i think that's yeah pretty well balanced yeah yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be trying to be Nick's uh, cheerleader right now. I know. <laughs> He's, He's so got to keep going. He's so talented. Yeah. It's gonna he happen. Really so, so. And you know what? He's someone that will. He'll just yeah. keep it moving. He's yeah. resilient. He is. Yeah, yeah. He, is. he is resilient. And he is. yeah, so talented. I know. I miss him. I miss Aww. you guys. <laughs> we miss you. He said hi earlier. I know he said yeah. texted, but he's like, tell her I said hi. Aww. I miss you guys. And Ray, it was so lovely to see yeah, you. Yeah, super with nice you. to meet you. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you for Thanks being for coming on, on our little podcast. And, and being positive. And I think yeah. we got a point, you know, the whole, like what we just touched on was just like, don't give up. Basically, I yeah. think that's, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. If this is what you want to pursue, just yeah. don't take no for an answer. Yeah. And, and you know, something I, real quick before we go, because it just kind of popped in my head. I also have been like, around people where they've tried really hard and had a passion and they're like, and maybe because of how many years or something where their passion shifted and they're like, it's not even like I'm giving up, but I'd rather do this. I, and people should know, cause sometimes you just need to hear it. Like sometimes I wish we had podcasts back in the day when, I, when we mm-hmm. were going through, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm listening, I'm like, wow, this mm-hmm. would have been really helpful 10 years yeah, ago. Right? Seriously. <laughs> but um, they're like, it's okay to shift and move your plan. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. It doesn't if, have if to in be. your heart that's what you're feeling, but if you're trying to make like yeah. an excuse because you don't want to like, you know, but yeah. it's, it's okay yeah. to like have a change of heart too. Change you're is not good. Letting anyone down, yeah. it is. Don't waste yeah. any time. And don't yeah. be scared. That's the thing. It's like it's just taking those leaps and just yeah. like, if you don't, how are you ever gonna know? So. And also, what do you what do you have to lose? Something no, that you didn't nothing. have before anyway. So. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, had you not taken that leap, you could have just gone back to Wisconsin. Well, and sometimes it'll be like, I'll read a, you know, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I got to really like think how I'm going to make this character different or something, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, that's going to seem weird if I do that in the room. And I'm like, but what's weird? Like either go and do it and make them notice. And then if I don't get it, it's a job I didn't have anyway. So yeah, totally. That's it. And I think that's a good mentality to have. It's just like, well, fuck it. Let's just try this. And if it works, it works. And if not, okay, we're going to do something else. Do you feel freer to do that now? Do you feel more free to do that? I do. But I also think it was something like mentally and stuff where you, You... not like I've trained myself, but now Mm -hmm. I'm, it's also just the way I look at things differently. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think before there might've been a time where I'm like, wow, I really like need to get this. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Desperation is is not attractive, and that's the other. Thing. <laughs> it's yeah. not, and I'll tell you what. Like I've talked to many producers in 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 my world, but this kind of can work for anyone's mm-hmm. job or path. Yeah. I think when it's something when you're desperate to have something, people sm- smell that from a yeah. mile away, and there's Desperation nothing attractive about it. Stinky cologne. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So if anyone listening is like so, de- may, turn that desperation into like love and passion, because yeah. no one wants Mm-mm. a desperate person. No, you know what I mean, like. You stink. You know, you know, yeah, <laughs> it smells. We don't like that smell. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much. Yes, you rule. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wait to hear the next pod. Yeah, this is like such a great podcast. You guys do awesome. And I feel like it's so nice for people to like hear what you guys have to say. And, and it's thank beautiful. You. So thank you. Thank I'm very you. like so pleased to be here and honored that you guys asked me. So thank you. Thank well, you so much, same Bo. having yeah. you here has been amazing. And we can't wait to see what you got next. So. Yeah, I'll let you know, girl.